the heart. The heart is a life-sustaining muscle in our chests, beating and pulsing until our final breath. But the heart also becomes a metaphor to describe so much of the human endeavor. A person of great determination shows so much heart. When we are encouraged, we take heart. When we are discouraged, we lose heart. Even the word courage comes from the Latin core, which means heart. When we deeply know something, we know it in our hearts. When we are committed, it is with all our hearts. Wholeheartedly. Our hearts can melt. Our hearts can freeze. Our hearts can be heavy. Our hearts can be light. Our hearts break. Our hearts mend. Our hearts open. The Hebrew language also puts heart, the Hebrew word for heart is lev, at the center of countless human qualities. Listen to this. In the Torah, lev is used metaphorically far more than any other term, over 800 times. If you scan the prayer book, lev, heart, is invoked constantly. Purify our hearts, taher libenu, the meditations of my heart, Unify our hearts, yached levaveinu. Love God with all your heart, bechol levavcha. And we should note that in Jewish tradition, the heart is not only the seat of emotions, the heart is understood to represent the seat of consciousness and understanding. And it is also the center of will and decision. The heart is the center of our being the true heart of the matter. The Torah scroll itself is encoded with heart. In three weeks, on Simchat Torah, we will follow the tradition of unrolling the entire scroll around our sanctuary. Um, if you've never experienced this, you should definitely try this. Come on Simchat Torah. We read the very end, and then we follow that by reading the very beginning. You can picture a Torah scroll unrolled, held around the room with the beginning and the end touching each other, okay? The last word of the Torah is Yisrael. That's the last word of the Torah, which ends in the letter Lamed. Israel ends in Lamed. The first word of the Torah is Breshit in the beginning, and the first letter of Breshit is Bet. So, when you put the ends of the Torah together, the last letter of the Torah is Lamed, and the first letter is Bet, which spells Lev, heart. Our congregation's name is Kehilat Lev Shalem, the congregation of a full heart. We take our name from one of the prayers that we chant during the High Holidays. May we all form one fellowship to fulfill your will with a full heart. And in the Jewish mystical tradition, the tree of life which is a symbolic map of reality that guides our spiritual lives, is made up of locations known as sfirot, and pathways linking all of these locations. So there are 10 sfirot, representing the 10 digits, and there are 22 pathways, 
representing the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. The numbers and the letters taken together intentionally represent all the possible combinations and permutations of reality, the whole shebang. And taken together, 10 and 22 is 32, which is the numerical value of heart. Lamed is 30, and Bet is 2. So I like this stuff. <laughs> so guess what? This is my 32nd High Holidays with all of you here at the Woodstock Jewish congregation. The congregation of the full heart. And because I love this stuff, I couldn't resist, since this is my Lev year, reflecting on this theme with you today, especially as we prepare ourselves and our hearts to be moved by the sound of the shofar. How are we to tend our hearts? The Torah is certainly clear about what not to do. We are not to become like Pharaoh, he of the hardened heart. Pharaoh is, of course, the Torah's poster child for hard-heartedness. Pharaoh is the ruler of Mitzrayim. On the map, <clears throat> Mitzrayim is the ancient Hebrew name for Egypt, as I was explaining earlier. Mitzrayim perhaps means the narrows, since all of Egypt was built along the narrow corridor of fertile land through which the mighty Nile flows. But on the spiritual and symbolic level, our tradition has always understood Mitzrayim to mean the narrow and constricted place within ourselves. I was looking up sclerosis, speaking of hearts, arteriosclerosis, that's when our arteries narrow and harden. I'm glad we have doctors who know how to fix that. But on the spiritual level, we have another challenge. Our tradition has always understood to be Mitzrayim to be the place where the fortified ego and arrogance reign, the place where others are put into bondage to serve our own ends, the place of the crushed spirit, the place where hearts become closed and hard. Pharaoh rules that land. Moses grows up in Pharaoh's palace, but despite his royal training, Moses is unable to harden his own heart. Moses' heart remains open always to the suffering of others. And so, as he is forced to flee to the wilderness, he encounters the voice of God in the burning bush. And that voice says to Moses, is this Moses' inner voice? Is it a cosmic voice? Listen, I quote, I have seen the plight of my people under their oppressive taskmasters. I hear their cry of anguish. Indeed, I feel their suffering and know it. That's what the Torah says, the voice of God says. The Torah asserts, yes, Lou. Yes, great. Inside the building, a 
if someone could uh, get some juice with some sugar for someone, uh, they, need, uh, they need some glucose. So one of our volunteers will get that. Lou, would you go back to the back of the tent and uh, thank you. The Torah asserts that the heart of God herself, who birthed our infinite, mind-boggling creation, is open, vulnerable, responsive to the cries of her children. How could I machine? It was birthed out of love. If we are made in the image of that God, then that must mean that in order to realize our divine potential, we too must keep our hearts open to hear, to see, to feel, to love, to care about the world around us. The Torah tells us that explicitly in chapter 10 of Deuteronomy in Parshat Ekev in one of my most favorite passages of Torah that I go back to again and again. Here's what it says, quote, Cut away, therefore, the thickening about your hearts and stiffen your necks no more. For the Creator, yud your God, shows no favor and takes no bribe, but rather upholds the cause of the orphan and the widow and befriends the stranger, providing food and clothing. You, too, must befriend the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Mitzrayim. If we are to realize our godlike potential, we must cut away the thickening around our hearts. A kind of spiritual heart surgery, I guess. We must be instead honest and true, acting with caring, befriending and loving even the stranger. We are to practice empathy for the powerless, for the needy, for the crushed spirits we encounter. By remembering that we too have suffered, we too have been trapped in Mitzrayim, the land of tight constriction. We too have been repeatedly rescued by others, as Evan was saying, who were able to keep their hearts open so they could feel and know the pain of others. And I am speaking not only of the dramatic encounter, but of the everyday, moment-by-moment -moment practice of keeping our hearts available and open to our closest companions, human and animal, vegetable and mineral, all of it. Of course, if we make ourselves vulnerable to the world and to one another in this way, we risk our hearts getting bruised and even broken. And we do need to be careful, mindful of when we might need to retreat for a while, collect ourselves, let ourselves heal. But then, when we are ready, having sorted through our previous experiences and having adjusted our course, we must venture out again, despite the risks. For that is the only way to the promised land, to leave the constrained and constricted place. And trembling and tender 
and alive to let our hearts expand to meet the world. For only in that vulnerable and open state can our hearts also soar. If we open our hearts to the world, we open ourselves to sorrow, to loss, and to anguish. But if we can keep our hearts open through these emotions, then we also open ourselves to joy, to wonder, and to exaltation. And so we ask, which will it be this new year? A closed heart? Protected from sorrow, but numb? Or an open heart? Weeping and rejoicing, at times simultaneously, always throbbing with life. Our sages suggest that the sound of the shofar should remind us of a human cry so that our hearts might break open and awaken into compassion when we hear its call. Following a year that has battered most of us, we have staggered back into our tent just for this purpose, to once again open our hearts to life, to renew our commitment to live our lives fully, to reawaken our wonder and our simple joy. As you hear the shofar, may you feel your heart shedding its armor and beating the rhythm of life. Kenihiratsan. <laughs>